And ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for your main event. In this corner, from parts unknown, coming in at a combined weight of 532 pounds, the J-Brown Express. And in this corner, utilizing the free bird rules, your tag team champions of the world. At a combined weight of 832 pounds, the Brothers in Cage. Welcome to the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Rasslin, Landon Bumgarner, and El Gigante. Jake Keel is not with us this week. He is super busy um, helping people out. I mean, he provides an important service if you think about it. If you live in a part of the country that just gets wrecked by storms um, this time of the year, he is the man who helps you figure out... uh, how you remedy those problems because uh, Mother Nature knows uh, no boundaries, I think would be the appropriate saying. And Mother Nature will do what she want. Mother Nature goes into business for herself. Um, if you're watching this on the Patreon, thank you for supporting us. Uh, you're just going to have to look at my not-so-pretty self this week. Uh, so I apologize for that. Um, if you're listening with your ears, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to listen to the Brothers in KFA podcast this week. Like I said, I'm flying solo um, last minute, and that's okay. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different, uh, but I want to brag about something I got, or some things I should say. So I finally jumped into the deep end and purchase some wrestling VHS tapes, some official ones, I should say. I've had blank ones that I've used to record stuff in the past. Um, I would tape Raw, and then I would wake up and watch Raw before school uh, the following day, because why not? And every episode I taped, it was never anything exciting. It was like, oh, this week is Carlito versus enhancement talent. It's like, man, there's always like a a filler week where storylines weren't really being advanced or anything, but that's besides the point. So I jumped in, saw an opportunity to purchase some tapes. And so I purchased Bash at the Beach 1996, WrestleMania 14, WrestleMania 18, and No Way Out 2002, still in its original cellophane plastic wrap. Very, very excited to have those. I don't have a VCR anymore, so I'm going to have to track one of those downs. Um, but Jake and I, we've been talking about uh, this idea of a just amassing the as big of a professional wrestling library as we can um, with tapes. And just this idea of snagging what we can. Obviously, it's nothing to go broke over um it's not it's not worth it uh i mentioned last week on the pod i saw somebody who was like hey i'm down to three cents uh because i bought this and this and this and it's like why don't do that uh don't don't spend money if you don't have money um but 
I I think of myself as a professional wrestling historian, and I want to be a professional wrestling archivist, and just doing everything I can. Um, and it's just such an interesting thing. And one of the things I want to talk about uh, today, for the bulk, is the importance of physical media in wrestling. I know uh, Jake touched on this quite a bit on the debut episode of Tales of a Tape Trader. And uh, I, here I am a month or so into using Peacock, uh, switched over day one, not by choice, but what else am I going to do to watch wrestling? Uh, and y- yes, there's the stuff about uh, things being scrubbed from Peacock, things being edited out. I mean home video releases and digital releases of uh, WWE mainly are no strangers to being edited. Uh, One of the most frustrating things uh, is trying to find old wrestling, um, but more specifically trying to find uh, wrestling how it aired originally. So mainly with the music, uh, but sometimes with logos and graphics and stuff. One of the one of the most heartbreaking things for me to learn, but also one of the coolest things, is when I first got into wrestling, uh, Hulk Hogan was coming back to WWE in like oh five, oh six ish. The thing with TNA didn't pan out, um, and so now he's back with the company. He shows up at WrestleMania twenty one, does some stuff at Backlash, does some stuff at uh, maybe it's. It's a New Year's Revolution earlier that year. Um, maybe that January does something. Has the match with Sean at SummerSlam. It's all this kind of stuff. It's great. It's going, right? Um, he's coming out to Real American. And it's like, oh, like that's Hulk Hogan's theme song. That's what he is. And WWE released a Hulk Hogan DVD set. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Um, maybe like the complete anthology or something like that. And in all of his matches, they dubbed in Real American. And I didn't know that. So here he is uh, when he should be coming out to Eye of the Tiger and he's coming out to Real American and then seeing him in WCW using Real American and then seeing him in uh, his initial WWE return in 2002 um, into 2003 when he would still be using Voodoo Child and all I got was real American. Uh, so you can imagine my mind was blown uh, whenever I realized that Hulk Hogan had other theme songs. Um, and it, it makes me think if that's what I knew and that's what I perceived about Hulk Hogan in his career, um, because obviously I didn't grow up watching him in his prime, then what does that say about the reshaping of legacies in history um, with the way things are edited? And from a music law standpoint, it makes total sense uh, that they don't want to continue to pay for the sync licensing fees and and copyright fees and all that kind of stuff uh, to use music that WWE doesn't own, but rather they're leasing out. Um, so that's what happens. You have all these cool um, 
they've done pretty good about pay-per-view theme songs for the most part. Um, but you see the cool like build-up packages um, on the DVD releases and even on the network especially. And it's like, oh man, like I remember that having such a great song to it, uh, whether it was like System of a Down or Godsmack or uh, Limp Biscuit or something like that. Uh, something just gets you amped up and then you turn it on and you still got a pretty good song, uh, but it's a Jim Johnston uh, original, which I love Jim Johnston. He's good. Now it's even worse because it's all like CFOs, uh, generic stuff. But if that's how much editing goes into the music, you know, what does it say about everything else? And we've seen um, in the past how stuff can be altered. And obviously some let me be very careful as I say this some offensive material doesn't need to be put up on a pedestal it doesn't need to be highlighted um, because I think we learn from our mistakes and we evolve and then there's other things um, you know do you this is I'm not going to comment on this uh, because I don't want to make any i don't i don't want anyone to think that's what this podcast is about or anything like this but it like just the throw to play devil's advocate like throw it out there do you raise all of michael ps hayes career or the Freebirds anytime uh they use the rebel flag um in hayes's jacket uh or his robe i should say because obviously uh we we've grown and we've evolved uh Characteristically and mentally uh, since then and you know all it takes is one person to ruin something for everybody else and so you have uh, just offensive things that should be removed and should be addressed but it's like how do you how do we preserve like the good parts of history uh, with wrestling while still doctoring what we could because i think there's a very distinct difference between there's some things we need to encounter for the sake of making sure they're not repeated um and you don't it's let me hear me clearly when i say this as i try and use my words as as best as i can i apologize uh because i don't want to offend anyone or make anyone upset or anything like that but this idea of there are things that shouldn't be sugar-coated. We don't want them to offend, per se, in the way that they were initially intended to be, but kind of the the whole cold, uh, definite line of like, hey, this isn't okay. You need to feel, in order to learn from it, you need to, like, you can't get off lightly. Um with this kind of stuff and so you need to learn from it um as fans we need to learn that there are certain things that aren't okay or there's things that are done in poor taste um and that's a difficult thing like obviously um when you get into heels uh there's this idea of can you have real heels anymore or are they all like the cool heels that are plugging their pro wrestling tees um and they want you to cheer them. They don't. They don't want you to boo them. Versus, like, 
you know, the the old school heels of like, no, I want somebody to come after me. And there's there's horror stories of like horrific things people said to get heat, which I do not condone and I do not accept. I think you can get heat in tasteful ways. Um, I think there's a lot of extremely offensive, low-hanging fruit you could get for very cheap heat. Um, it's kind of like, you know, if you're in Green Bay and you insult the Packers, like, that's a low-hanging fruit versus, like, no, like, genuinely make me dislike you uh, because of your character and your actions. Um, now, if you do something horrendously uh, racist or offensive, no, once again, like, be creative and be sophisticated um, with the way that you achieve heat. So all that to say, wrestling history is altered um, for a number of reasons, whether it's offensive material, whether it is legality issues, whether someone purchases a tape library, so now it's not allowed to be released anymore, things like that. There's just so many factors and variables that can go into it. And so what, what I want us to think about today, tonight, this morning, whatever time you're listening to this too, is this. Is there a proper way to preserve wrestling history in a way that you can personally consume it? Uh, I think the WWE Network showed us we can get a lot of tape libraries available to us, but we can't have it in its original airing. And we can't have it, maybe the full broadcast, maybe stuff is edited. Uh, news came out this week that the most recent, excuse me, the most recent WrestleMania, WrestleMania 37, uh, so night one, they had the rain delay. And evidently, that's already, I haven't gone back to check and verify, but evidently that's already edited out on the Peacock, the Peacock broadcast. Um and the DVD release will not feature uh, the rain delay. It's just interesting things uh, like that. Um, one of the biggest issues I have as a fan is with ECW specifically, um, if you watch the ECW on the network or if you watch ECW on the WWE DVD releases, uh, some of their compilations and volumes they've put out, you don't get the original music. And so instead of even like with the one night stands, when Sandman comes out, you don't get to hear Enter Sandman by Metallica. You get to hear, you know, generic guitar and it still fits. Uh, Jim Johnson has always done a great job of overdubbing with something that seems to fit their character. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, but it wasn't that uh, it, it wasn't what it should be. And so I just wonder, how do we go about, I think there's going to be a spike in the physical, physical media market. I think DVD prices are going to continue to go up for professional wrestling. I think tapes are even going to take a hike. But I wonder with just like, and I'm not going to condone these actions, uh, the things you can do that there's alternative resources to get digital copies 
of tape libraries and stuff like that. And some of them, um, cause I've encountered, uh, an ECW one and it was all network rips. So it's like, Oh, cool. I could, in theory, I could have all of ECW hardcore TV and pay-per-views, but they're the network rips with all the music edited out and segments cut out and things like that. Or, you know, is it going to be or is it going to become harder to track down original airings uh, of stuff? And I know they're like with high spots and uh, like RF video and stuff like that. There's like the extreme fan cams. There's like ECW on TNN. uh, If he releases. But man, to be able to consume stuff, because even for me, there's shows I've watched, pay-per-views I've watched that. Man, if I watch Bash at the Beach 1996. What is there on the that aired live that's not on the VHS tape, uh, or that's not on the network or on the DVD? And it's one of those things to where I think we're starting to reach a point where people don't know or they don't remember, and we it's getting harder and harder to continue to remember. Uh, things as they were when they aired. And there's, I mean, there's really no official alternatives um, you can have with the WWE edited. Now, this isn't like, you know, it's not like Star Wars where, okay, you get ample copies of the originals and then here come the special editions with new scenes added, old scenes taken out, re-edited, all this kind of stuff. You know, that that just doesn't really exist for wrestling. Either you recorded it when it was live or you got it from somebody who recorded it whenever it was live. And uh, I I really want to hear from you all and just to see, you know, do you think wrestling physical media is worth diving into? Do you think uh, there's going to be a boost in its availability or do you think it's going to become just a lot harder to find? Are we going to see people like, hey, man, Peacock's not cutting it. I don't want to pay for another network. You know, let's say everyone, you know, we're all uh, this Internet group of community, some form somewhere is going to get together and we're just going to start tape trading digital files. Um, And I'm not, uh, obviously, don't do anything illegal. Um, But just to, you know, stick it to the man and say, hey, like, we're cool with paying for uh, a streaming service as long as it has ample content and it's the stuff we want. Like, I know it's not going to work, but if WWE was like, hey, okay, Here's our modern network. Here's our attitude network. Here's our golden age network. Here's our classic network. All this, you know, they're each individually uh, paid for. I could kind of get behind that. You know, if you're telling me, you know, whatever it is now, $9.99, $4.99 for Peacock to watch WWE content, if 
you're telling me, well, for another $19.99 a month, or even, hey, for another $15.99 a month, you could have all of ECW how it was during its original broadcast, music and all, you know, the additional cost of an additional service is going to cover the, you know, the legal fees of it. It's like, okay, like I would support that. Um, I would pay to be a part of that. I mean, uh, it seems like people today don't have a problem with signing up with new streaming services left and right when they come out. I mean, look at Peacock. They took the office off and everyone's like, well, looks like I got a Peacock now. Um, HBO Max took friends and people are like, well, I got to get HBO Max now. Uh, I I think there could be some value in that. I don't know how I feel about it because even digital content you purchase on certain platforms, it's just iffy because some of them, if you read the fine print, it's like, hey, you own it as long as we make it available you know if a disagreement occurs and we decide to no longer sell that then you no longer get to own your copy of it anymore um or if we choose to no longer like offer support for that you don't get it anymore and that's super frustrating um because it's like well i paid money for this and i was under the assumption that i owned it and now you're no longer giving me the option to view it or use it. And and that's just super frustrating. And I don't I don't have the answers for it. I know I'm I at one point had so whenever I really got into the network, I wasn't a day one subscriber, um, but I was pretty close. And at one point I was like, I should just sell all of my wrestling DVDs outside of some of the documentaries that they don't have on there. Uh, like I don't think they had either of Edges. Uh, there's like a Cena one, a Kane one. There's a couple of like those home video ones, uh, that came out where it's like a documentary and then a couple of DVDs and matches and stuff like that that weren't on the network. And then here I am, you know, five, six, seven years later, and it's like, oh, okay. I'm having to rebuy all these DVDs that I used to own. And some of them, I swear, uh, at some of the places I sold them, I swear I have repurchased the exact same copy that I'd sold them years prior. And then other ones, it's just frustrating because you can't get them new uh, officially. I mean, you have to go through secondary uh, markets like eBay and, and Amazon, stuff like that to get them. Um. But, you know, if you're buying them from someone used, um, you know, it's a lot harder to make sure that they're going to last as long as they should, that they're going to work as good. I had a, I'm not going to mention the store on here, um, but it's where they stock a lot of vintage uh, items such as DVDs. And I had a huge string of bad luck where I was buying wrestling pay-per-views, get home, open it up from the cellophane and the incorrect pay-per-view or the incorrect year would be in it um like no mercy no way out i've had those flip-flopped um (laughs) i bought one of the worst pay-per-views ever ecw december to dismember and i opened it up and there's a copy of one night standing there which like that that's a win it made me sad because i already had a copy uh so i was able to give that one away but it's like man it's one step closer to having another pay-per-view checked off my list 
So it's just it's just frustrating. I, I don't know the answer. I don't think anybody does. But please, if you're listening to this, uh, get on Facebook right now. Go to the Brothers and KFA podcast Facebook page and just let me know what you think about that. Let me know what your thoughts are on physical media and wrestling. What do you do? Do you buy DVDs? Do you burn DVDs? Do you buy digital libraries? Um, have you bought, have you sold any of yours uh, for the network? Um, do you prefer a streaming service? Because I know it's, it's crazy that we've reached a point to where it's inconvenient to uh, put something in the Blu-ray player, the DVD player. Um, especially with binge culture, uh, you know, say you're marathoning uh, a TV show and you finish one disc. And so now you have to put in the next disc to finish the season and just how inconvenient that is uh, because we're, we're so spoiled by streaming services. And are we going to see people develop? I know there's a couple apps out there that I'm not going to officially endorse or anything like that. Um, where it's like, hey, if you have a digital library, use this, cast it to your TV. Is that going to be the the way to go? I don't know. Because um, there's obviously with WWE owning the majority of the footage of uh, wrestling history, there's just uh, a lot of unknowns and just a lot of confusion. And, you know, we really don't get much say in it but rather WWE gets the only say in it. And uh, when the network was around, occasionally you'd get these network uh, surveys of, would you be interested if we adopted this or if we start doing this? And some, some of those concepts are so cool. Like, hey, you get access to all the house shows or, you know, a house show once a week or a couple of times a month or, on pay-per-views, would you like to be able to choose the broadcast team audio feed that you get? Or, you know, would you be interested in a product like this or like that? And there's just so many cool possibilities, and obviously none of them have panned out. Maybe they will with Peacock. I don't know. Um, I'm just curious to see what that streaming library becomes with Peacock, I know financially it was a good decision for WWE, but I just wonder because, you know, there's obviously there's people getting Peacock strictly for WWE, but how much effort are they going to pour into Peacock? WWE wise, I'm speaking, how much will WWE pour into Peacock and content will they dump in there when a lot of people that just have Peacock in general? unless they're already a wrestling fan or are finally ready to give wrestling a chance, you know, aren't going to do it. Think about on Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have. Think of all the content you consume, but now think about all the content you don't consume and how many things you continually just skip over and pass. I mean, I know there's Netflix originals uh, that have been around forever and I see them and I just skip over them every, every time and I don't ever plan on going and watching them because um, it's not something I'm into. Could we see that happen with uh, WWE and Peacock's relationship uh, where they get to a point where it's like, hey, like we've got enough content on there. 
we can do whatever we want because it, it's not a standalone service. It's just wrapped in there and they can't complain about it because what are their alternatives? But also if WWE was like, hey, you know, on WWEshop.com, you can purchase digital copies of our pay-per-views or our shows. Like if WWE makes the tape library available for purchase uh, via digital copies or via physical copies. Like, hey, I'm all for that. I think there's so much money to make there, but I think they recognize there's more reoccurring money they could make um, behind paywalls and stuff like that. Man, that makes me... Hmm. Like, how, how, how cool would that be? Think about that. If you could get on WWEshop.com right now, and say, hey, I want to order WrestleMania 6, 10, and 12. And say, okay, do you want to purchase it as an MP4 and receive your download code? Or do you want to purchase a physical copy for this much more um, and shipping and handling and stuff like that? And they could even, you know... I mean, it's WWE. They have the money. Obviously, they could reprint cases and stuff like that. But I think if they were to do something like that, they could come up with a very streamlined thing. You know, call it from the vault. And then uh, your disc, you know, all the packaging is generic. And then your disc is the only thing that has an individual label on it or something like that. Just a thought. Um but please, if you have any input, if you have any comments, any thoughts, any suggestions, what you would like or you want to see, please, please, please on our Facebook group, um, which is open, it's public, it's super easy to be a part of it. Uh, just let us know what your thoughts are, uh, what kind of wrestling you want to own. This is what I want to see because uh, <laughs> uh, we really don't get a lot of input on the Facebook group and we want to change that. If you could own all of one wrestling tape library, what would it be? Would it be Smoky Mountain? Would it be WCW? Would it be Impact? Would it be Ring of Honor? Would it be, I don't know, would it be Florida Championship Wrestling? Would it be Mid-South? Would it be PWG, New Japan? What would it be? That's what I, I want to know. Uh, so please, if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you. Uh, just let us know on our Facebook page, Brother in Fabe, on there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up because now my wheels are just spinning and I'm going to do a lot of deep diving on the internet here in a second just to see what's available. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. I know this week is a lot shorter. We'll be back next week uh, with a little bit more of a normal episode. I'm working on securing a couple of interviews uh, for future episodes, some that may even be Patreon exclusive. So once again, our Patreon is $5. You only get more stuff. Nothing ever goes away. Um, there's only one tier. Uh, and here's the reality. You could, this is how Patreon works. You pay the $5 today. Well, I guess that's not a good example because the month is over. You pay $5 on the first day of the month. Binge all the contents that's there. And then 
you don't have to renew it. Uh, obviously, we appreciate if you uh, become a recontinuing uh, and a continuous, uh, this is a more accurate way of saying it, uh, subscriber, recurring subscriber. Um, but w- what we want to do is put out good content for you all, um, both video forums, picture forums, audio forums, everything we can do. Um, I think I'm figuring out how I want to set it up and do it. But I think I'm going to drop some exclusive news to our Patreon that I'm not going to talk about on here at all. Um, just some side projects I'm working on uh, that I'm very, very excited about. So for the brothers in kayfabe, for Mr. Rasslin, too sweet for life. Yeah. <laughs>